The following is a Podbeard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are on audio here today on episode 213 of The Hotter Show. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. Today, I'm doing something I haven't done in a while, folks, and that is talking some wrestling. Because this past Saturday was AEW All Elite Wrestling's first pay-per-view double or nothing. And it, as the title says, folks, has revitalized my love for professional wrestling. So I want to talk about it. But before I get into that, I've got a couple things i got to talk about. Number one, thank you very much for everybody for the support on last week's episode of the show to the show, the Stop Bullying episode. Um, man, that came out of nowhere for me. That was a very cathartic experience. And it was very well received. One of my most uh, listened to episodes in a while, actually. So that was very, very cool. So thank you very much for everybody for the support on that. And those of you who hit me up, who actually shared a story or two, uh, it means a lot to me to know that when I have a episode like that, that is very personal, that you, you know, you guys, you enjoy it and you want to show your support and you want to listen and you want to share your experience as well. That does mean a lot to me. So thank you very much for that. And also, I need to give a huge shout out to everybody who is listening to this podcast on PodCoin. The only way I listen to podcasts anymore because due to the PodCoin app, I actually gained quite a few new listeners. And that's very cool for me. So thank you so very much for that. One in particular, I want to give a shout out to because she literally was binge listening to like every single episode of The Hottest Show, um, which is very cool for me. And it's very flattering, even if you only listen for five minutes or even if you have me on mute, man. I mean, it's all good. But (laughs) it's like, man, the fact that what's cool about the app is I can see who's listening. And to me, that's cool because I can see it's real people and I can see what else they're listening to. I go, okay, hey, that if they're listening to my show and they're listening to this show, oh, I, I wonder if this is a good show. And I found a couple great new podcasts through that as well. And uh, this person, uh, Brittany, I just want to uh, say thank you very much for listening to the show. You listen to a lot of hardest show over the last couple of days. So uh, just thank you so much. I hope you hear this. Because there's no other way for me to contact you. I would like send you a message. Be like, thanks a lot, Ron. Like, give you a thumbs up, whatever. But, uh, you know, hopefully you hear this message. And, uh, you know, I just, I believe in in shutting people out who support me. And you've been a big supporter. So thank you so very much for that. And everyone else who listened as well. I have had a couple other people who were, uh, listened to a few episodes. But, uh, you know, she's just listening to like, at this point, I think like 60 or 65 episodes or something like that at this point, spanning from episode last week's episode to like episode 15, which is crazy. I apologize for how crappy I was at this back then. <laughs> I'm just, uh, but either way, I'm just a guy trying to have fun. You know, that's what it's all about. And we're definitely going to have fun here today, folks, doing a discussion on why. 
my love for professional wrestling has been revived. Before I jump into that, though, I want to give a big shout out to my friends over at Seat Giant. If you are looking for tickets to any kind of a sporting event, concert event, theater event, any kind of family event, anything you can buy tickets for, folks, you need to go on Seat Giant today. They're a ticket resale service that has vendors from all over Canada and the States. You can either go on seatgiant.ca or .com. Super easy to use interface. You're not going to get lost or have to search for 20 minutes. You type in the search bar what you are looking for. Or if you're not even really sure, if you're like, I feel like going to a concert, what's coming to my town, you go on to seatgiant.ca or .com, of course, depending on where you are listen to the show from and you can go okay i want to go see a rock band you go click on rock and every concert that's coming to your area you will see or if you want to see a specific band but you're not sure where you want to go you have that option as well or if you want to go watch a baseball game you don't know what's going on go on there it's super super easy to use the they have a kind of like a little light up map to navigate where you're sitting lots of different pricing arrangements whether you want to be up on the nosebleeds or right where the action is seat giant has you covered with a full money back guarantee as well what is not to like what more do you want you want more seriously okay how about a discount by using the coupon code podbeard that is podbeard p-o-d-b-e-a-r-d all lowercase podbeard get yourself a little something out check out and your friends at podbeard now we'll get a little kickback as well my friends over at seat giant don't mess around with anyone else because at seat giant they do not just sell tickets folks they sell experiences and with that we're ready to jump into this podcast here today let's get it Okay, so before I go any further with my my discussion, I'm going to call it. I'm not going to call this a review per se. I'm not going to dissect anything. I'm just going to kind of talk off the cuff and not worry too much about, you know, I'm not going to hear any ratings. You're not going to hear anything about, oh, you know, they messed up this spot. And it was really, uh, it's really embarrassing. No, 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 that crap. Okay, you're not going to hear that from me for this okay because the fact of the matter is like the title says folks all elite wrestling's double or nothing pay-per-view that happened this past saturday evening has revitalized my love for the art of professional wrestling or my love of professional wrestling if you will and it's really mind-blowing to think that after all these years of, you know, I, I've still loved, you know, the WWE product, and I still do. That's not going to change anything. You know, WWE is always, has always been, excuse me, a huge part of my life, and it always will be. And, you know, me and my friends aren't going to stop watching you know, the pay-per-views every month together, or at least every other pay-per-view, you know, sometimes we don't always watch them every single month. And that's not going to change. We're not going to turn into those people that you're already seeing popping up on on Reddit and on, you know, freaking a couple of YouTubers and stuff like that where they're all, oh, we're only going to be 
all elite wrestling now. Uh, we're not even gonna watch WWE. Oh, it's just, it's just, you know, the product is. I'm like, man, come on, like, just stop. Why are you doing that? Why are you acting like now this is it? This is the end all be all. There's no more wrestling in the world except AEW. I don't like that side of it. But that being said, it is a different product from what we get with WWE. With Raw and with SmackDown, even with NXT. NXT is spectacular because it is it is a different product from what you get with Ron with SmackDown with Superstars or whatever the hell else you want to whatever else you're watching from WWE it is a different product and yeah it's more on the lines of an NXT you know where NXT is very much for the hardcore fan that kind of internet smark if you will even though I don't really like that term personally because you know we're all marks okay we're all a bunch of marks and I don't think that's a bad thing. I used to talk a lot of smack on the show back in the day. That's why one reason I stopped covering wrestling, where I really, I used to use that word really harshly. Well, I would literally sit here and I'd like call Ryan a mark or whatever. Like, And now I'm like, you know what? No, I wear that proudly because I love pro wrestling. And what I witnessed Saturday night was a true revitalization in my own self of the love of that art form of what professional wrestling is. And that was something I didn't really expect. And what I want to talk about kind of in brief detail, I'm going to kind of just talk from the heart more than anything, guys, because that's what this really is. And that's what it was a very overall emotional show. Like there was so much going on and this was a... It had to be spectacular. It had to be just mind-blowing. And in my very, very humble and completely uneducated opinion, it not only delivered, but it knocked it out of the damn park. Overall, on a grand scheme of things, I absolutely loved this pay-per-view. I loved every single match. I liked some matches more than others, obviously. And then, of course, the main event or events, I'm kind of going to say here, were definitely my some of my favorites. But, you know, one of my favorite matches of the night was one a lot of people haven't really talked about. So I thought that that's cool that I really enjoyed that. For, and I couldn't really pinpoint why. So that was cool. So I'm going to talk about that. But before I kind of dive into you know, the, the uh, event itself, I'm going to give you guys kind of the rundown of the card, who won what, a brief, a very brief, basically, here's what happened. So if you have not, for some reason, watched AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, I strongly implore you to go and watch it. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast right now if you haven't watched it, but uh, eh, I guess, but either way, you should really go watch it. Take it all in, sit down. It's going to be a you know a few hours of your time. I think it's about three hours in total. I don't even remember. It was so, it was such a whirlwind. It felt like I was watching it for like an hour and a half, maybe. Because actually, it was, it was about four hours, actually, because the pre-show for us started at seven. So that was the quote-unquote pre-show, and it went until about midnight for us. So it was actually five hours. So, it's, you know, it's... 
it's a lot of wrestling, but uh, it felt like I was watching for like an hour. And that was what was so freaking cool to me was the fact that time just went by so quickly and every single match there was stuff about it I enjoyed so that's cool and and that's why I'm excited to do this I usually like to like I said in my intro I usually like to do these kind of pay-per-view reviews or anything when I used to do them I could do them with someone else because it's fun to get other people's opinions it's always more fun that way but with this, it's like, you know, I really felt the need to talk about it. Not even the need, but the want, the desire to talk about it because of just how much I enjoyed it and how I feel, you know, this is just, it's such a cool freaking thing. and Everybody's talking about it. So I'm like, I mean, come on. I got to talk about it in my own way. I mean, let's be serious here. But anyway, before I get into the actual card itself, there's a couple things I want to touch on. Number one, <laughs> if you guys follow me on social media, me me personally, TJ Hodder, not the Hodder Show, by the way, how's it going, TJ? What's up? I'm TJ. How are you? Um, <laughs> if you're maybe a new listener of the show or something, I am actually a Hodder, TJ Hodder. You know, that's the hottest show. Yeah, see what I did there. Anyway, <laughs> that's another problem too with doing this solo. I'm going to go off on about the dumb tangents probably. But uh, I was extremely excited for the announcement that was made the day before all, for all in, excuse me, before double or nothing. Okay. And that, my friends, was the fact that it was announced that AEW has signed to a multi-year deal the man of a thousand holds, the Iceman, the Shooter, whatever you want to call him, the man, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, definitely in my top three, probably in my top two, Dean freaking Malenko. If you guys aren't familiar with who Dean Malenko is, he was a staple in the WCW Cruiserweight division. Man of a Thousand Holds was kind of his tagline. Submission guy, very no-nonsense style wrestling. Spectacular matches, suplexes, holds, great psychology, very uh, cold, calculated performer. And he was a small guy, which, you know, nowadays, what is a small guy? If Put it this way, if Dean Malenko was around nowadays, he'd be a top guy, I truly believe that. He was not known for having a lot of personality, but it was one of those things where because of his training, he was taught that like you don't have personality. You go in there, you kick ass, you leave. Because he was he's known as a very entertaining guy. But when he went to WWE, he didn't have a great... He also had a spectacular run in ECW, by the way. I kind of should mention that in Japan and all that fun stuff. But we're not here to talk about... <laughs> His, uh, his runs and that with his wrestling. But he was in WWE for a brief period of time, WWF at the time, of course, in the Attitude Era. He had some cool stuff that he did, but it just didn't work. You know, they, they didn't know what the hell to do with, with Dean Malenko. You know, so he ended up transitioning into a backstage role as a producer. And he did that for, I believe it was 10 or 11 years. I could be wrong on that. I know it was at least 10 years. And he recently quit... And it wasn't really talked about a lot. And there's that small portion of people that were like, is there a chance? Maybe. 
They hired other WWE guys or WWE alumni. Like, obviously, it's pretty well known that Billy Gunn, the one Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, New Age Outlaws Billy, was uh, brought in as a producer. And I believe as a trainer as well or a coach, I believe they're kind of calling it. So it's not completely weird to bring in more ex-WWE guys who have tenure and they know what the hell they're doing. So it was announced on Friday that Dean is being brought in as the senior producer and as a coach. So here's why I creamed my spinach over that, okay? Because if you, again, if you're listening to this, you probably know that AEW, the company Ollie Wrestling, want a more combat-based sports product. They use the term a more sports-based product a lot, especially in the post-press stuff that they were doing for after the pay-per-view. You know, Cody was talking about how like it's it's sports-based. They have things like time limits where they announced it. And I'm like, yo, that was cool. I really dug that. Overall, it was one thing. And, you know, they want to focus more on the athleticism of the people in the ring. And yes, they still have promos. Yes, they still have stories. Yes, they still have the entertainment factor. But they are trying to more worry about what goes on in between those ropes, which is, again, the art form of the professional wrestling that we are watching. And damn, was it good to hear it be called professional wrestling again. Just freaking saying. But my point I'm trying to make here is that bringing in someone who is known as that no-nonsense, more sports, legitimate style-based in the ring as your senior producer is amazing. It was such a great freaking call. And I am so happy about that because the legacy that D Malenko has, you know, it, it's intact. And he, you know, is probably at a point in his career where this is probably going to be his last, this might be his last bit in, in, in the business. You, you never really know when it comes to, guys in that producer world. They can go until the day they are no longer with us, which obviously I hope for Dean Michael. It's a very long time. Don't get me wrong. There was that small part of me that was like, oh, maybe. Yeah, does Dean have one more match in him? <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's no way that would happen. But I mean, he still looked good. They uploaded a picture of him, Cody, and Tony Khan. And it's like, man, yeah, <laughs> he still looked like he could, he could get in there and probably throw some guys around and lock someone in a cloverleaf. But so I was really hyped about that. So I wanted to touch on that. And overall, for the pay-per-view, there was a couple very, very minor things that happened that was like, ooh, like that was kind of, uh, you know, like, oh, that was a mistake. Oh, that, you know, that camera guy wasn't supposed to go there. Like there was a couple times where like there was some sound issues and like, you know, uh, the poor uh, guy who was working the bell <laughs> during the freaking women's match, he rang the bell. I'm like, oh no! So that really sucked. But um, is what it is. But the only thing really I noticed that happened a couple times that was kind of a big thing that I wanted to talk about before I get into the match card was there was a couple times where the camera guys would zoom in on the. Do because they had the dual entrance ramps, 
where they do like they zoom in on like say the left one and they get a person be coming out of the right one and then they had to like oh no and like back up and kind of it happened in the the first match that that, that six man tag match it happened with the uh I can't remember the the name of the other team at, the, at this exact second I have it in my notes but uh the uh that Japanese team, I'm feeling so bad for forgetting their names right now. Give me one second here. Yeah, hashtag strong hearts. I forgot that. I love those guys. They were so awesome. Um, but yeah, it happened with them there. And I think it happened a couple of the times throughout the night. I noticed like some cam work issues. And the reason why I wanted to touch on this, it's not me pointing out a flaw per se, because I did see some people talking shit about it. And they're saying, you know, oh, okay, oh, yeah, AEW's going to be better than WWE for sure. Huh? I can't even figure out camera work. Listen, this was their first freaking thing that they're doing, really, you know? So there's going to be some kinks to work out when it comes to the production side of things, okay? WWE has Kevin Dunn behind the camera, which as much as we used to talk, you know, smack about Kevin Dunn and make fun of him, as much as, you know, I think that a lot of the hardcore fan bases, people my age who love wrestling, like a lot of our issue with WWE is stuff that Kevin Dunn kind of does control. And I'm not going to sit here and defend Kevin Dunn, but listen, at the end of the day, the guy's been in WWE forever and he's been working behind those cameras forever. He knows what he's doing and he's the one calling all that. He's the one doing all that. So, you know, I don't know who AEW has working behind there in that role, but you got to believe they probably don't have as much experience as Kevin Dunn. So little things like that are going to happen. There's going to be little hiccups once in a while until they kind of really get their feet under them. And, you know, there was a couple moments during the pay-per-view where some people were like, oh, like, oh, there was a botch there. I was like, listen, people were freaking nervous as hell. You could tell by looking at them that they were nervous. This was a big deal. Like I said earlier, this had to kick ass and it did regardless of any very minute, very minor hiccups that happened. I don't care. It was amazing. And I want to just talk about the freaking card because that's how much I enjoyed it. Now, I watched this pay-per-view with my boys, Sam and Jordan. So shout out to those guys. Um, And I did not actually see the Battle Royale which was, of course, the first match on the kickoff for it. And, oh, my God, I like I saw highlights of it. So I want to talk about a couple quick things that I did see kind of throughout the night with the highlights. I wish I could have seen the whole thing. Like, apparently, it was amazing. And I, I debated on going back to going back and watching it before I did this. But uh, I just kind of decided, you know what? If I can just talk about what I liked and what I like. With what I saw, I think that's you know that that's enough. I don't need to go back and rewatch because I, I I would end up wanting to rewatch the whole thing and then I put this off for another couple nights and I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so the reality situation is I'm doing this tonight because I I'm not gonna have time to do it for the rest of the week. But that being said, uh, of course it was the Casino Battle Royale, the quote unquote buy in for a future world title shot, which is sick. And it was won by Hangman Adam Page, who, of course, was supposed to go against Pac. And we're not really going to touch on that because we don't 
really know fully what happened there. Apparently, just the quick, quick version. Pac was the, uh, he's the Dragon Gate champion. And he didn't want to lose while he had the belt. And I guess Hangman was supposed to win. So Pac went, screw you guys, I'm going home. Is what it is. I think that Pac made a humongous mistake and that he could have been a serious player for them. I think that he is an amazing talent. But if that's how he does business, that's how he does business. You know, so it is what it is. But uh, Paige turned out to be the final entrant after he did draw the uh, the Joker card. And uh, it was definitely a great call for him to win. And as far as in the match itself, few guys who stood out who we also saw later on in the evening, uh, guys like Jimmy Havoc, who looked awesome. Jimmy Havoc's freaking phenomenal. Um, it was cool to see some WWE alumni, like, of course, Billy Gunn we saw. We got to see uh, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Uh, Sean Spears. It was good to see him. So I, I shouldn't say I didn't, I didn't watch the match. I just didn't watch the whole thing. I saw it. I did see some decent hides of it. It was fun to see um, some crazy action, you know, crazy, crazy stuff going on. The, um, I believe it was Dustin Thomas is his name. He's the, uh, I, don't, I don't know the proper term for it, and I'm not meaning to be, you know, malicious with this or anything, but I, I think he's a double amputee is the proper term. I apologize to anyone if I'm, I'm saying that wrong, but holy crap, could that guy move and work. Hitting that 619, which I can't remember what they called it, and then the 450, pff, amazing. But for me, you know, the... Uh, one of my favorite moments of the whole match was actually seeing Tommy Dreamer in there. That was really cool. I loved that. And um, and Jimmy Havoc hitting him with the stable gun in the crotch. I was like, ow, no. <laughs> I felt bad. Tommy got hit right in his Dreamer. <laughs> but it was fun to see a couple other names. You know, seeing Glacier was just hilarious. He looked good, too. Like, he looked really good. So good for him. And then, obviously, some, you know, big upstarts, young upstarts, like, you know, the Brian Pillman Juniors and um, MJF, who was awesome, total heel. And then, of course, also uh, Jungle Boy, who looks awesome, and he can apparently work. I didn't see a lot of highlights on him. I just saw one or two. And from what I saw, he looked great, but my buddy who was my buddy Sam was like, Oh dude, he can work his ass off. He's really good. And he was, uh, he's Luke Perry's son, by the way, is kind of it's something they spoke about, but you know, considering his father passed away, when did Luke Perry pass away? Like two months ago, three months ago. And he's doing this. He's going for it. And he looks great. He's got a great look. Apparently he can work his ass off. So it's like, what the hell? Why not? You know, he has some name value too. I mean, that's just a reality situation. But so does Brian Pillman Jr. as well, of course. You know, he looks great. So, at this point, you know, it's a great, great match. There's a lot of other great names I'm not, I can't really speak on because I just don't, you know, I don't 
want to talk about something I didn't see personally. But there was a lot of other great highlights. It was definitely a spectacular match. Definitely a great way to uh, still get get have Hangman get a uh, you know kind of get a spot on the pay per view in a good way. Still puts him over in a big way, going for the title shot. I think that was all excellent. So the next match that happened was one I really enjoyed. And it was uh, Kip Sabin versus Sammy Guevara. And I apologize if I butcher his name. Now, uh, what was interesting about this is I had no idea who either of these guys were. And there's a few people in this freaking uh, pay-per-view. I didn't know who they were. I'd never seen them before ever. And... That is my ignorance as a pretty much a strictly WWE fan. But again, after watching AEW, I have a few guys I want to keep an eye on. And I, I want to seek out more wrestling now because that's how much I enjoyed the not WWE product. Again, not that I don't still enjoy the WWE product, but that's just the reality situation. But both guys look great. Very fast paced. Lots of high spots, lots of high flying. Both guys are kind of that cruiserweight style. You know, uh, it was uh, Sammy. He landed a, a brutal looking freaking suiting star press off the apron right over top while he was on Saban while he was kind of like on the barrier. Oh, man, it was uh, it was brutal. Like when as a... <sighs> I've been watching wrestling for a long time, even though I kind of got out of it for a little while there. So like when I see something that's just, it makes me go, oh man, it's brutal. And that was definitely a brutal spot. But um, Saban, Kip Saban did end up picking up the win with a uh, sick looking finish. So very, very cool. Great match. Another great way to as a for a buy-in to start off the pay-per-view. After watching that match, if you didn't, if you were still debating on whether or not you were going to, uh, you know, buy in, it's like, man, you bought in for sure, for sure. And the first match of the night that we had on the actual pay-per-view itself was a spectacular six-man tag match. I kind of touched on a tiny bit earlier. And uh, that was SoCal Uncensored versus the hashtag Stronghearts. Definitely a very cool way to start off the pay-per-view. I was familiar with SCU because I know Frankie Kazarian and I, I know Christopher. I've been watching Christopher Daniels for years on and off. I was not familiar too much with um, the uh, the other gentleman. Cannot remember his name, and I did not write it in my notes. Um, oh God, I cannot remember his name. It's bothering the hell out of me. Can't remember his name, but uh, he was he was great. Whatever his name was, the other gentleman in the uh, SoCal Uncensored, who was Frankie Kazarian, or Christopher Daniels, who looked amazing. He had some great spots. He got a great look. He's great on the mic. I mean, Christopher Daniels is great on the mic. So is Frankie Zayn. The little thing they did before the match, that was great, obviously. And I think that it was not, it definitely wasn't the best match of the night, but it was definitely very enjoyable. And seeing all that talent in the ring, the one 
the one guy who was uh, on the uh, the hashtag Stronghearts from the uh, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment trio. Um, he was the gentleman who was he was just wearing boots and like the trunks, no elbow pads or knee pads or anything. Which I always thought looked weird, but he looked really cool with it. He was built too. He was a big guy. He kept hitting those freaking Germans, and oh, poetry. Absolute poetry. Every time you hit one of those Germans with the bridge, it's like, Jesus, you just, you could kill somebody with that. It looked so good. So good. Definitely a great match and a phenomenal way to start off the pay-per-view. So the next match that we had was a three-way, just kidding, four-way women's match. Now, originally... It was supposed to be uh, Britt Baker, DMD, she's a dentist, folks, versus Kylie Ray, Smiley Kylie Ray, who is one of my new favorite wrestlers, versus uh, Nyla Rose, who also is awesome. So is Britt Baker, by the way. They're all awesome. Um, so they came out. They're ready to go. Kylie was awesome, man. She just, the character she's playing is like an even kind of more but unique take of a very much more like intense Bailey. Well, like she's just happy to be here. She's jumping around. She's all happy and waving and everybody and all smiles. And she had a little promo before on the kickoff show. And like she was like crying. She was so happy to be there. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. You could feel it through the television. She was just so happy to be there. And she was great, too. Like, she was awesome. They all were. Britt Baker looks like a legitimate superstar. Like, she is, like, she's got it all for sure. And Nyla Rose, definitely a very, uh, she's got the size and the power. So that was really cool to see. And so basically, they came out ready to go. Out comes Brandy Rhodes. The uh, chief brand officer and a singles competitor, of course, she came out kind of in in gear, kind of like the bitchy authority figure, which I dug that because I'm like, that's kind of what what we want a little bit. You know, it seemed like she was going to enter the match. She took off her jacket and she was like kind of showing off her tights or whatever. And she said, you know, this is going to be a great match. And I wasn't lying. But I don't want a great match. I want an awesome match. And the camera pans. And me and Sam and Jordan are sitting there like, oh, man, like, who is it going to awesome? Who is it? And all of a sudden, Awesome Kong comes out. And huge pop from us. Because Awesome Kong is just that. She is awesome. You know, she comes out and the girls look like they're about to shit themselves, except for smiling Kylie Ray, who is waving at Awesome Kong and is like jumping up and down. And I'm like, oh, perfect. I love it. They, she comes in. They all end up attacking her. She basically kicks all their asses. And then they go into the great technical match. And, you know, kind of the more technical style of Baker and Ray definitely was on display here. You know, Kong and Rose definitely had some great kind of power spots where they were, you know, showing off what they can do. And, 
you know, Kylie Ray looked great as well. She had some great spots. She kind of, she got that fire too. Like when you're a baby face in that role, we're just so happy to be here after like during the match, like she kind of had some moments where like she was still kind of like happy, go lucky, laughing, happy to be here. But then she ended up kind of firing up. She got a little bit of a comeback. I'm like, that's great. I really enjoyed that. So, she, like I said, she's definitely a kind of a new favorite of mine, I think. I really like her stuff. And it was so fun to see Awesome Kong in there. Again, Nyla Rose was awesome. Total powerhouse, but she can still move and she still has that technical ability. But the match, of course, was won by Britt Baker. DMD. She's a dentist, folks. Um, she had a great finish, too. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like, you know, something to do with teeth, whatever. And because when she first came in, I was like, she's a dentist, really. That's her gimmick. Because she's apparently a, an actual licensed dentist. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of a fun gimmick. And you're like, she looks great. She looks like she looks to me like, okay, Kylie Ray, if she show up in NXT, I'd be like, cool. Like she looks like she kind of seems like she belongs there. Main roster with that gimmick, I don't know if it would work out. Look, kind of look how it worked up for Bailey. Nyla Rose, I don't know about that one. Again, NXT for sure, but I don't know how she work on the main roster. Awesome Kong, been there, done that. Didn't work out for her, unfortunately. But like someone like a Britt Baker, I'm like, she looks like she could show up on Monday Night Raw tomorrow. She just has that look and that presence. And that was cool. It was definitely a perfect introduction to the women's division in AEW. And man, phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. Some people say it was one definitely top five matches of the night. And I would I would totally not disagree with that. I, I think it was definitely a phenomenal match. So I've got a few more matches to cover here, but before I go any further, I want to stop and give a big, big shout out to my good friend, Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybird Digital Arts. If you guys have been following the Hotter Show, you know all about Jason and the phenomenal work that he does for me, for the Podbeard Network. He's also done tons of stuff for me personally. Whether I need any kind of logos or banners or t-shirts or photo manipulation, um, business cards, stickers, you name it. Jason has done it and can do it for you all at extremely affordable prices and surprisingly quick turnaround. Between you and me, the guy never freaking sleeps. But that is the dedication that Jason from Jaybird Digital Arts brings to the table and he will be that dedicated to you and getting you on the path to success with the best logo, anything you need in that realm, guys. If you're a band that needs an album cover, if you need mailers for your business or you maybe need some marketing stuff, you're not really sure what to do, hit him up right now. Go to www.jaybirddigitalarts, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com. Let him know your boy hottest sent you. And he'll give you a little discount ski and the absolute best damn design work out there. Don't mess around with anyone else. Hit up Jason Reese today. So you're sitting listening to the show right now. And thank you so much for doing that, by the way. You're being entertained, I hope. Having a good time listening to this podcast. Maybe you're at the gym or you're taking a drive or you're getting some stuff done around the house or whatever it is. And you're being entertained and that's awesome. But wouldn't it be great if there was a way you could earn something with this time well now you can guys you can go and download the pod coin app that's right the pod 
Coin app right now for free on any Apple or Android device. I'm telling you, you are not going to use any other app once you check this app out and use my code HOTTER. That's HOTTER, H-O-D-D-E-R. You'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So maybe asking, hey, man, what are PodCoin? All you need to know is PodCoin are kind of like earning tokens at like a carnival or tickets, if you will, to get rewards. It's the exact same concept. You listen to podcasts just like you are right now, and every 10 minutes you will get a PodCoin, or if you have a streak or you listen to bonus podcasts that give you more, like mine right now, you will get even more PodCoin. It is so easy. After a certain amount of time that you've collected your PodCoin, you can cash them in for spectacular rewards like Amazon gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, and even like a pair of freaking spectacular headphones if you're that dedicated, guys. And if you would rather give your pod coin to a legitimate, very worthy cause, you can do so all on the app. Or you can do a bit of both. You can gain some pod coin for yourself and you can give some. That's what I personally do with this time. I'm telling you, you are not going to go back to listen to podcasts any other way. It is so satisfying to know that I, like me personally right now, I'm on a streak. I'm earning extra PodCoin. I'm listening to a bunch of bonus podcasts. I found some great new podcasts on this app. And my podcast personally has had a nice increase in listeners. So thank you very much, PodCoin, for that. And those who are listening on PodCoin, don't mess around with any other app. Earn something with this time aside from just being entertained. Download the PodCoin app and get paid to listen to your favorite podcast today. Jumping back into the match card here, we have a great tag team match that was up next. The Best Friends, which is, of course, uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, who is cool to see Trent Beretta again, by the way, going up against Angelico and Jack Evans. And holy crap, this was the first kind of traditional tag team match in AEW at this point. And it was definitely a, you know, follow this match. Holy crap. Evans and Angelico are machines. I'd never seen these guys work before. I'd heard of Jack Evans, but I'd never seen him work. Tons of high spot aerial moves that were just breathtaking. Couple of uh, kind of very high risk kind of tandem moves as well. But, you know, nothing to be taken away from Chuck Taylor and Tramparetta because they were, you know, definitely gel very well as a tag team. Super awesome tag team. Lots of great double team kind of tandem moves. That's what you want to see. You know, there was no stupid spots that just didn't make any sense. It was very logical. You know, there was definitely a lot of thought put into it. And it was cool because after the match, all guys shook hands and it seemed like they were about to hug. And then the lights went out. And that was when an unnamed tandem appeared. And after the lights went out for a second time, started a group of masked minions and uh, they just dominated them. They kicked the crap out of them. Afterwards, the one guy who was just big, big guy with a mask, you know, who was clearly kind of the leader from what I could gather. He made a human throne out of uh, his minions before the lights went out a final time. And then that was, it went to another thing. And uh, man, 
don't know who those guys were. I have no idea who they were. Um, a, my buddy told me that it was apparently they're called the Super Smash Brothers or something, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I find it funner that I don't know who they are, and it's like I could have done my research to figure out who they were for this podcast, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. I'm going to just watch AEW and find out who they are then. But I am intrigued as hell by that big guy. I really liked him. He had a, a sick move that he did, and he seemed to move really well. And just, I really dig the gimmick. I really dig it. So that's cool. I'm really excited to see where that goes. But definitely a spectacular, spectacular tag team match. Very, very much enjoyed it. Now, the next match was one that was... Um, it's kind of being saying that this is this was the, you know, um, not the least favorite match on the card. But for me personally, I don't really know why, but I really, really liked this match. And it was cool because I didn't know <laughs> who any of these ladies were except for one and that was asia kong because she is a legendary japanese performer and when they announced the first team they were um they all looked great they looked like they were ready to freaking go i really liked um i I really don't want to butcher her name i apologize those if i do I think it was a Hakuru Saide. This girl in the red, um, the red spandex type tights with the uh, the trainer, like kind of kendo sword. I really liked her. I think she she was on fire. Ever just again a presence that I was I couldn't help but watch what she was doing the whole match. But it was cool because they announced. Asia Kong and she comes out and I mean like she looks rough like she looks like she's an, an old veteran and she's kind of limping you know like you can tell like she's hurting walking to the damn ring but what was cool was like I was like man she's like legit a freaking legend in Japan like she's a big deal she's trained countless people a lot of them these people were some of her students as well you know and uh it was um, cool because the as she's walking to the ring, the commentators are putting her over huge. Which, by the way, I just realized I didn't even touch on that. So I want to touch on that in a second. Can't believe I missed that. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, can't believe I missed that. But. Um, the uh, them putting over, I believe it was Excalibur, who was he literally said, It is an honor that I'm about to witness her in the ring. And he said, and he freaking meant it. You can tell by the way he was speaking, you know. And JR was putting her over huge as well, talking about, you know, she had some pretty nasty matches with uh, Bull Nakio. Was her name Bull Nakio? I can't recall her name right now, but um. Yeah, <laughs> and they got in there and they freaking had an awesome match. Lots of great fun spots, 
you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, this is wrestling chants and stuff like that. And it was cool because there was kind of a breakneck pace. You know, it was very fast paced until, of course, Aja Kong got in the ring. And, but like, I, I liked that. It just slowed right the hell down when she got in there. And she just kind of started picking apart, um, I think it was Rio, Rio was her name, I believe. Um, so it was with the two titles. I can't, I can't believe that was her name. This is my problem. When I make notes for this stuff, like I need to get back into it where I like make notes of everything. And because I'm not familiar with the talent, it's like, uh, um, that's why this is just kind of a bullshit review, if you will, or a bullshit discussion, if you will. But, um, it was cool, you know, to, uh, to see that. And she just beat the hell out of everybody. And the great spot with the the little garbage can thing she had, I really liked. Um, I believe it was uh, M uh, Yuka, Waika Yuka, I believe was her name, who was the um, the princess. I think was her was her name. She was. I I remember her. I remember how she looked. I remember everything about her. I just can't recall her name. Um, but oh my god, she was like a. My buddy kept saying, "Is like, dude, she's just a full gimmick." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, she's jumping around and she's she looked great. She had a really fun, like, unique look and presence, and I really liked her. She was she was very fun to watch and very like you know typical like ah hello like very happy go lucky kind of that fun um, anime type character, if you will." And that was very fun and cool, considering that most of the other competitors in the ring were very kind of no-nonsense, except for uh, Sac- Sac- that Emmy Secure, the one who was trying to be Freddie Mercury. I really liked her, too. But um, the match was won by uh, not Aja Kong's team, but uh, the other team. And the match was won by the one uh, girl I really liked, um, Hikiru Sahida. It was great. really liked that. Um... The only thing that sucked was during this match was when the, uh, it was, they say it was a botch. I don't know, man. There's a part of me that feels like it was kind of like a fun spot they did. And it was like, Ooh, like that was just to make it seem like it was a mistake, but I I don't know. I'm not going to comment on whether or not it was actually a botch or not. I I don't, I don't really give a shit. I think it was a fun spot. It added to the match for me. But man, the look that that ref gave the freaking bell guy was great. Jesus. I'm glad she got a job at AEW, by the way. I I can't recall that ref's name, but uh, she's awesome. Her facials and everything. Oh, spectacular. Spectacular. But a great match. Um, I don't know why everyone kind of is crapping on it. I really enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite matches of the night. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, But I was realized during this little uh, spiel here i did not touch at all on the fact that uh jr jim ross back on commentary i cried i knew he was coming back and they announced he was going to be here they had him walking from the locker room the gorilla or whatever and man when the cameras came on them and good old jr was standing there welcoming us to the broadcast I literally had tears in my eyes. God damn, it was so, so good to see him back where he belongs. And he kicked ass. 
No one cares about how someone looks. It's how they sound. We don't give a shit how they look. Okay. And Jared looked good. You know, he looks like he was maybe lost a little weight. He's, you know, good. This guy's like, oh, cool. You know what? Right he was wearing his best hat. You know, it's like, oh, this is cool. I really like the Excalibur's commentary. I wasn't familiar with him. And then uh, Sam kind of enlightened me that he does um, commentary for, I think it was AAA. Apologize, Sam, if you're listening. And I messed that up. You're sitting there screaming at me right now. But uh, he was awesome. At first, I didn't, I don't know. I was like, this guy's wearing a Lucha Libre mask and he's doing commentary. It's kind of weird. Like, it kind of tripped me out a bit because, like, I can't see his eyes. But, like, it was fun. My only grief, good God, <laughs> the other guy who was a great play-by-play guy, uh, Alex Marvez, great play-by-play guy, kind of seemed like he was a little nervous. But good God almighty, sometimes during the freaking show. And uh, yes, and what's great about that, JR, is actually the fact that uh, Cody Rhodes uh, actually is uh, the brother of uh, Dustin. What I don't know what was going on, but like sometimes he'd be like really into it and like yelling. And other times he'd be like really quiet and he'd be talking. And yeah, so uh, I, I definitely uh, agree with you, JR, heartedly on that. And like he kept like repeating what people were saying. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? But like I still enjoyed it. Like I really liked his work, but I was just kind of like, I don't understand it. So I was kind of making fun of it all night with my boys. Just like kind of, you know, <laughs> I kept looking at them. Uh, so anyway, Sam, this is what's this is just, just good fun, all in good fun. But uh, I love the announcing or the, uh, the announcing too by Justin Roberts. Freaking awesome to see Justin Roberts again, by the way. And um, definitely great. But I, ha- I have to move on because I have to talk about the next match. <sighs> the next freaking match, guys. Oh, my God. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. This is the match I want to see. This is the match I was most looking forward to. And I knew this match was going to just blow me away. And it did. One of the best wrestling matches I have ever witnessed in my life. Especially live. An absolute masterpiece. Seeing Earl Hebner in there was amazing. Telling the story that was told that brought tears to my eyes at the end. That made the hair stand up on my arm right now just thinking about it. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, tons of very memorable moments. That just were talking at your heartstring. And a couple very, you know, dastardly things that Cody did. You know, the exposed term, the, ex- the exposed turnbuckle spot. Dustin getting freaking color. Oh my God. It was just. I was uh sitting with my boys and we we're watching this. And we see that just that Dustin's cut. I was calling him Justin. That Dustin's cut, and we're like, "Ooh, like, jeez!" And the blood is just pouring out of his head, and it creates this this visual, and this you feel you feel for Dustin. And Cody sees that, and he just goes berserk, and he's wiping the blood on himself, and it's just like barbaric, you know. 
Brandy's at ringside as well, and of course she ends up getting thrown out. Um, there's a cameo by Diamond Dallas Page, which is like it was random but really cool. And, you know, tons of great near falls. And it was just this beautiful, beautiful freaking match. It was a war. Jesus, it was a war. And, uh, you know, they both did the crossroads. They both kicked out of it. And, uh, you know, it was... uh, Jesus. Amazing, amazing match. It's a couple things I, I I would have would have loved to have seen Dustin hit the uh, Shattered Dreams, but it wasn't meant to be. That's okay. Maybe we'll see it one day. And uh, just emotional, man. Emotional. I don't really have you know uh, too much else to say about this because that's how emotional, emotional for sure. My favorite match of the night hands down and I don't have a lot to say about it because I just you need to watch it you need to watch it and you will understand the story that was told inside that ring was what in my is my favorite professional wrestling that kind of more emotional side of it where you know it's just a dastardly heel against a you know white meat baby face and it's an emotional thing tug on your heartstrings the whole time and at the end of it you know there's all these fight forever. This is awesome chance. And, you know, Cody leaves the ring. He wins, of course, leaves the ring with Earl. And uh, Earl whispered something to Cody. And I want to believe it was something like, you know, Gene would be proud or something like that. And he kind of patted him on the shoulder. And then he walked away. And Cody took a couple deep breaths. And then he walked. And I was like, they're leaving dust in the ring. Like, that's that's what you got to do. You know, that's what you got to do. And there's all these thank you Dustin chants. And Dustin starts, he kind of gets up and he starts taking off his boots. He's going to leave his boot in the ring, as is the traditional wrestler thing to do. And uh, it's like, he's done. What a way to go out. Jesus, go on your back. You know, that's the way to do it when you're a real pro, man. That's the way to do it. And uh, Cody comes running back in. It's like, oh, come on, man. But Cody grabs the mic and he says, Dustin, you can't retire here. You don't get to retire here. This is not what doing. He goes on to talk about how he signed a contract for a match at the next pay-per-view. And he said it was a match that will be a tag team match. Was as me and a partner of my choosing, and everyone just loses their mind. I was tearing up already, and Cody is like his one hand was like shaking, and he's keeping it together. But like even Dustin, he was kind of like, "What the hell?" Um, and he says, uh, "You know, it's against, in my opinion, the best tag team in professional wrestling, which is the Young Bucks." And he kind of stood there for a second, kind of got his composure again. And I think at this point, I know what's coming. I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally tearing up talking about it right now. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. Well, I think he said my big brother. And he just started crying. And Dustin started crying. And now I'm crying. And they just hugged. And it was just this beautiful moment. The icing on the cake. 
Good God. You can't follow that. You can't. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Definitely the best match of the night, the best moment of the night, in my opinion. One of the best things I've seen in forever. Watch professional wrestling. Straight up. Just amazing. Amazing stuff. So uh, after that, we had Bret Hart introduce the AEW Championship, which looked quite nice. Um, I didn't think it was the best looking title in the world. Everyone's like freaking out about it. I'm like, okay. But definitely a beautiful looking title. It was great to see Bret. Surprised to see Bret. Holy shit, I didn't see that coming. That was uh, big time. I didn't see that coming. So he calls out uh, Hangman and is basically like, you know, he's going to face whoever wins the Jericho Omega match, which we will talk talk about fairly sh- fairly shortly. Um, he will uh, face that person and they'll be the first AEW champion. I got cool. Right on. Uh, MJF comes out. Cuts a great heel promo. He t- he talked trash to uh, both Paige and Hart, which was cool. Look at me, old man. I was like, oh, dude, Bret's just standing there like, who is this guy? Like, just come on. Um, but uh, so, like, of course, Paige is like, oh, come in here and say that, you know. And MJF starts walking away. Out comes Jungle Boy, who looked awesome. They talked about how he's Luke Perry's son and that, and that was cool. He looked great, and it's like, ah, oh, shit. And then out comes Havoc, Jimmy Havoc, and he just looks like he's about to murder somebody. And same thing, they're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. (laughs) So then, of course, Hangman comes out, and the three of them beat him up on their way out. And then kind of Bret Hart pulls out the title and shows it to the wrong camera, but, you know, it's what it is. It's all good. And then he shows it to the right camera, and it's like this beautiful title. Awesome moment. Uh, I did not expect to see Bret Hart. That was a big surprise. I did not expect to see that at all. I I wouldn't have called that in a million years. Million years. You could have put a gun to my head and said, you think we're going to see Bret Hart tomorrow night? I would have said, I don't think so. I wouldn't have said no for sure because I would have wanted guns shut. But I'd say, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we'll see what happens. If he's not there, then I got to shoot me. I don't know. But um, very cool. The only unfortunate part was I later found out that uh, Bret was walking up the ramp and I don't know what happened uh, from what I can gather. He is okay, but apparently Brett had, did have quite the fall. He fell off the ramp. Um, I think it's just cause he's so used to going straight back. I guess it's like kind of a second nature. I guess. I think he just kind of misstepped and off he went. It was a bad fall. There's only a picture of it. And he just full on ate it, like just straight off. And it's people are making memes about it. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, Jesus, it's Bret Hart, you know? And uh, apparently he was okay. So that's good. I was really worried when I heard that he fell. I was like, oh, God, like, come on. But he was okay, apparently. And he's Bret Hart. Tough son of a bitch. God. <laughs> you know, man's freaking survived a stroke. He's just like, whatever. Fall off a freaking roof. Of a ramp, it's all good. So the next match we had was another one of my favorite matches of the whole night, and that was uh, the tag team match extravaganza of the Young Bucks, the Young Bizzles, the self-proclaimed greatest tag team, greatest tag team in the world, excuse me, versus the Lucha Brothers, who I had never seen before tonight, and they have a dedicated fan now in me. The only title match that was on this card, and uh, holy crap. Both teams looked amazing. 
They looked absolutely amazing. So many, there was too many like freaking high spots and false finishes and amazingly big moves to even like recount them all sitting here. Um, Couple things that was just like, oh my God. Number one, Pentagon Jr. is literally, um, he has this presence that I could not take my eyes off. And, you know, a zero fear thing they say in Mexican is just like, man, I love them. I love their look. I love everything they did. Um, uh, Phoenix is a freaking monster when it comes to aerial maneuvers. I mean, Jesus. But um, Matt Jackson hitting that brain buster on the top rope to Phoenix was uh, holy crap rap that was that was freaking epic and then um i think it was uh nick who he did that crazy spot where he he <laughs> runs in the ring takes out phoenix jumps up over the top rope lands on the apron starts running whistles at freaking uh, uh pentagon and just kicks him in the head jumps back in the ring and then i think he tries to pin him um but seeing the uh that crazy package pile driver too from Pentagon. I miss pile drivers, by the way. Holy crap, I miss pile drivers. You know, not everyone's gonna kill someone with them. And that I thought the match was over. I really thought that the Lucha Brothers were gonna pull away with this one. I really did. Um, but the young Bizzles, they rallied, and they ended up hitting the Meltzer driver for the win. One, two, three. It's over. But holy crap, we better see that match again. Because now that I know kind of like now that I know the Lucha Brothers, like I kind of knew Pentagon. I like I knew who he was, but I'd never seen. I didn't even know he was in a tag team. So again, there's how much I don't pay attention to wrestling anymore. But uh, again, holy crap. What a match. I would say. It's probably, I, th I think it was the second best match of the night. If I'm being honest with myself, my opinion, second best match of the night. Amazing match. Strongly suggest you guys go check that match out if you have not seen it. Just watch the whole damn pay-per-view at this point. But for sure, go watch that match because it was just amazing. Now, we now come to the main event of the evening which was the legendary, always awesome, always on freaking point, Chris freaking Jericho versus the cleaner, Kenny Omega. I will always call him the cleaner. It's just me personally. For the chance to earn a future world title shot. Now, this was going to be awesome either way. It was going to be great. They have amazing chemistry together. Kenny Omega's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. A brutal match. You know, I love Jericho's entrance, by the way, that he had. All the different so kind of so sides of Jericho, the alter egos of Jericho. And Jericho looked great, man. He came out and uh, they had a great match. You know, I, I don't, again, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's weird. When I get to the end of the card, 
and the matches I really liked, I just don't have as much to say about them. It's really weird. But it was a very close match. It was a hard-hitting match. Oh, my God. Physicality on both guys was just freaking amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt, both guys look great. Jericho definitely full-on heel. And I love heel, this this Jericho. I've never seen this Jericho before. But it was, holy shit, he was great. And um, it's funny. They were talking about his new finisher, the Judas Effect, right? And I'm like, so what's the, what's the Judas Effect? Oh, it's like a spinning back elbow. And you can ask my boy, Saber Jordan. I literally said, I don't buy that. Like, what do you mean? He hits so like, like, it's just, come on, it's a, it's a striking move. Like, it's just like, because when I heard that, I pictured Jericho, like, picking someone up from the ground and going like, come on, baby! And then just like, hot, bam! Smacking him with a spinning back elbow. And I'm like, that's it? That's his new finish? That just seems like a reversal to me. That seems like a, just like a little spot. So I was like, I don't buy it, guys. That's lame. It's like, what's he going to do? Fall over? Oh, I am defeated. And just fall over. <laughs> like, what the hell? So I was kind of bummed on that. I'm not going to lie. And uh, great match. Freaking he. Kenny almost got Jericho a few times. It was very close. Jericho absolutely freaking killed it. And man, him pulling off victory the way he did with the Judas effect. I was completely wrong on that move. The way he hit it, it was a desperation maneuver. You've thrown everything at your opponent. God damn it, go down. Bam. Judas effect. Out cold. Kenny sold it beautifully. Jericho hit it like just, it was poetry. And the fact that Jericho at this point, like, I mean, he's got to, he's got to be, he's slowing down a little bit. He has to be, he's, he's freaking almost 50. Like, Jesus. Like, he's definitely, he's got to be in the twilight of his career. And I'm sure he'd even tell you that at this point. He, that, don't get me wrong. I feel like Jericho's still got quite a few a few years left. But he's definitely, he's got to be on his last few years. He, he has to be. His style, the way he works, he's not going to be a Ric Flair, I don't think. I don't think he can. It'd be crazy. But that night... He was as good as he's ever been, in my opinion. As good as he has ever been, if not even better in some ways. And it was just amazing. And he jumped on the mic afterwards, and he cut that great heel promo. Talking about how freaking, you know, he is who he is, and like how AEW isn't a thing for the fans or for anybody. It's for him and how they can all thank him for making this a place now because, you know, he is Chris Jericho and he is basically the the face of the company and blah, blah, blah. And he's droning on. And all of a sudden there's this commotion. And it's like, oh shit, somebody's here. And you just see this person walking in the crowd. And I go, oh, damn. And... It was Sam's like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, bro, it's Moxley. It's like, what? All of a sudden, freaking out jumps John Moxley, a.k.a. 
Dean Ambrose coming through the crowd. Jumps up, looks great. New look, new gear. Oh, the crowd was losing their minds. He slides in the ring, takes one look at Jericho. Jericho takes one look at him. And Jericho's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And then freaking he hits him with the dirty deeds. And uh, it's great. He hits the ref with the dirty deeds. And then he goes to hit Omega. Omega gets out of it. They brawl out into the uh, crowd up to the entrance ramp. And he freaking, uh, man, they go up on those uh, those chips. And Moxley hit him with the dirty deeds. And it looked brutal. And then he freaking FU'd him <laughs> off onto the stage through a table. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so spectacular. Spectacular. Amazing match. Um, definitely one of my favorite matches of the night. In my opinion, the third best match of the night. I don't think story-wise it, it can even compare to Dustin versus Cody. And I don't think it's a fair comparison. In my opinion, every single one of these matches brought something to the table. Something different to the table. Especially your three main, main events, quote-unquote. Your main matches. They all brought something different to the table for a different type of wrestling fan. If you like the action and the more kind of the high spots, stuff like that, you liked the tag match. If you like kind of the more traditional professional wrestling, you liked Dustin and Cody. And if you kind of like the mix of both, where it's like their storytelling and it's like kind of the action side of things, you liked Omega and Jericho more. It just depends on what you like. And for me, Dustin and Cody was the best match of the night. But uh, amazing. I'm so excited for the future in AEW. I can't wait to see where they go with all these stories. I can't wait to see Hangman versus Jericho. And I can't wait to see uh, Moxley versus Omega. And that's about all I got for AEW here. Uh, as I record this, it's very, very late. So I apologize for the... Uh, the kind of random uh, half yawns and stuff. It's it's very, very late right now as I record this. I've been up for like, I think it's been like 17 or 18 hours, but I'm like, I don't care. I got to talk about AEW, bro. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And please let me know what you thought of the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. would love to hear from you guys. Hit me up on the social media, all under the Hotter Show. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So as you can email me anytime at thehardestshow at gmail.com or you can go on podbeanetwork.com forward slash thehardestshow and contact me through there. We also have the podcast up there if you want to listen on any kind of device on a mobile browser. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show however you're listening. If you're on the iTunes, the CastBox, the Stitcher, the Spotify, or my personal choice for listening to podcasts, the PodCoin app. Sure to subscribe on there. Or if you just listen on the SoundCloud, hit that follow button. If you listen on the YouTube, thank you very much for that because that means a lot to me because that means you stared at a uh, picture with a moving bar for <laughs> for over an hour. So thank you very much for that. Had a lot of fun doing this. It was fun doing a solo. You know, I, I definitely want to uh, get talking some wrestling more on the show here, I think. If that's something you want, let me know. If you ever want me to talk about wrestling again, let me know too. <laughs> always love to hear from you guys, regardless if it's positive or negative. But always remember, no matter what, we owe it to ourselves and everyone else around us to do whatever we can every day to make someone else's life a little bit brighter. PMA to the grave, ladies and gentlemen. With that, 
I am out of here. I'll catch you next time on The Hoggy Show. Take it easy, guys.